All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of The Collector's Cave. I'm your host, Lawrence. I'm here with my guest, Christian. Christian, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thanks, Christian. I really appreciate you coming today. It was very hard to get a guest for this first show of mine where we'll be talking about different people's collections and how they got started into it and what they like about doing it and so on. Yeah, I understand. No, collections are fun. I've had a lot of collections in my, uh, honestly, in my life. Um, to start, sort of the one that I've gotten a lot most into as of right now is dice. Um, I play a lot of tabletop RPGs, specifically Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, but a lot of different tabletop RPGs or tabletop role-playing games come with typically a set of dice that you need to use for them. I see. Um, cause I use, I know, I know the dice are often used for like making your character sheet mm -hmm. and stuff, right? Because like, I don't know too much about D&D, &D, but I just knew, I know you use a character sheet because mainly my friends back in Elk Grove would play mm. a lot. And it made pretty much walk me through like the whole thing. Honestly, I would never have any idea what to do. I'm like, so like, if I want to drink some water, do I have to roll for that or? No, nah, typically so it's uh, <laughs> typically it's a thing where uh, if there's a chance of failure, you'll have uh, the dungeon master will say like, hey, roll this, see if you succeed. Something, something sort of along that line. But uh, no, dice are used in almost every aspect of the game. Yeah, It's really fun and really interesting. Um, so to start off, uh, dice come in, at least in the Dungeons and Dragons packs, there are about seven of them. Also, they come with the Dungeons and Dragons packs. So there are Dungeons and Dragons specific dice. Um, typically those come in the set of seven. There are I all think. kinds of dice. Um, they usually come in a pack, and they are... So, the way to denote dice are you start with the letter D, and then the number of sides on the dice. Oh, yeah, I actually know that part, because yeah. I know my friends would be like, D20, D6. And so, D6 is like your standard dice. Like, the standard dice usually use dots, but I like how the ones that are normally used for D&D, they have the actual number on them. So, I remember... Um, I forgot if we actually did this, but I remember when I would play Monopoly with my mm -hmm. friends who played D&D, &D, sometimes we would just use a D&D &D dice, and it just kind of spice things up a little bit, so like you'd be rolling a 20 in Monopoly. Damn. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That would, yeah. that would really change things in Monopoly, huh? Boy, yeah. I'd, they'd be like, hey, let's use a D10. I'm like, you know what? Run it. <laughs> hey, if it works, <laughs> it works. Exactly. But yeah, so, so they usually come with dice on their own. So... Typically, you can buy starter packs mm -hmm. uh, for Dungeons & Dragons, and they come with some starter dice, but there are ways to get dice everywhere. You can buy them online. You can buy them. They have them in, like, GameStop now. Really? Because, yeah. because of the recent sort of, like, upsurge in people who have played Dungeons & Dragons, more mm -hmm. and more people are selling dice. Yeah. And with that, um, there have just been all kinds of dice that have been out in the market. There are a few different kinds. Um, there are resin dice, which are just like your basic plastics. Oh yeah, I see. I see those ones often. Oh, yeah, there yeah. are metal ones. There are glass ones, which mm -hmm. are really expensive. Um, but there are all sorts and all different kinds, and um, it's really interesting to like look at other people's collections. Yeah, because one of the things I like about the game of Dungeons and Dragons is really how personal it can get, because like. A lot of people really connect to a lot of their characters because you typically have one character that you stick with for a really long amount of time. Mm -hmm. So you really get to um, sort of like understand them and get to know them. It's almost like, like in a weird way, it's almost like having another friend. But um, the reason I like it is because of how personal the collections can get. Um, if you're playing a character for a really yeah. long amount of time, there are 
sometimes you'll look at a set of dice and be like, that fits my character, just because of like the color or the design on it or any of that different kind of thing. Um, there are people who make entire like music playlists based on their characters uh -huh. or like other characters, like one of their friends. Um, I know I've personally bought um, a few of my friends' sets of dice because I'm just like, hey, I think this fits your character. Here you go. I feel it. I kind of want to backtrack to what you said about glass dice, so I can only assume those get broken a lot, right? Yeah, so they're a specific kind. Um, those are specifically the really expensive ones. Yeah, uh, I, I'd assume so. <laughs> yeah. One of my good buddies just recently, I went to the uh, one of the nerd shops around here, and, um, well, two stories, actually. The first one was uh, I picked up a set, and at this specific store, they let you, like, pre-roll the dice just to be, like... Yeah, like, I'd be like, blah, mm, I, didn't, I, didn't roll, I didn't roll enough for yeah. me. Yeah, test of luck, test to see how they feel in your hands. Yeah. And I'm like, this was my first time at the shop, right? Is it Big Brother Comics by any chance? I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't uh, believe so. Okay, yeah, because I've been there a few times. Actually, I've been there one time. I don't know why I said a few. But yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been there one time with a friend who also plays D&D. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I picked up the 20-sided dice, or the D20. And like as I was mid-roll, I was, I was mid-throw into the uh, dice tray, he said, you roll a 20, you get it. And I rolled... Did you get the 20? Yep. Oh, free mm -hmm. dice. Did you get a free set or just? Oh one? no, I had oh. to, I had to pay for it. But oh. my buddy said like, hey, it's sort of like the hey no balls that sort of thing. Oh, your friend paid for the dice. No, yeah, I I had to pay for them. Oh wait, wait. Oh, you you challenged him. No, he to he told me and he said like, hey, if you roll a twenty, you oh, buy these. Okay, I, like, I, I oh. thought you were saying that like if you roll a twenty, you get it. Ah, yeah. How much was it? <sighs> North of fifty. Fifty dollars. Yeah. Jeez. But hey. The next time we went there, he bought a set of glass ones for ninety. So, jeez, ah, yeah, they so, they looked they looked so good though. They were like super like they were like wine red, and mm -hmm. it was really sick because they were there was, was sort of, of hmm? kind of like ruby vibes. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, that's that's what I would think of. If I saw like red glass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ah, they were so sick. But yeah, um, sort of getting onto that. Uh, some dice can be a bit more pricey. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you personally like measure the value of dice? Personally, it's more just... For me, it's looks. I mm -hmm. um, A lot of the resin ones are typically a bit more easy to make mm -hmm. because a lot of people now just make their own dice, which is really cool because a lot more people have gotten into it. Yeah. But uh, personally, when I'm buying dice, it's... For me, it's design. For me, it's color. It's the character that I'm playing at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um... Oh, so you you be matching them based off your character? Like, yeah. my character wears a green robe or something, so I'll pull out the green dice? Yeah, sort of something similar to that. Um, like I said, it really depends on... It really depends on a person mm -hmm. to denote whether a set of dice is worth that much or not. Okay. So what's something you like most about collecting dice? Um... I sort of touched on this before, just how personal it can be. Uh, you right. can look at a whole bunch of different people's collections, and some people can have anywhere from 30 dice that they just keep with them to, like, 300. Mm -hmm. um, some of the bigger players, um, i.e. people who are on, like, podcasts who yeah. play Dungeons & Dragons, and, like, there are some people who do this for a living who literally have barrels of dice. Do they? What's something you dislike most about collecting dice? Like hmm. something that's kind of inconvenient and reoccurring for you. I guess I can say just how flooded the market is now. Like um, mainstream or something? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, um, make, makes you want to gatekeep a little bit? Ah, uh, gatekeepers. Gatekeeper okay. is strong. Yeah. Like maybe no, just, I feel you, though. Yeah, I understand yeah. what you're getting at. Yeah. It's, um, 
there are a lot of people who are putting out dice now and because more and more people are putting them out it's a bit more widespread so dice have definitely gotten a bit more expensive in the coming times mm-hmm. um and that's just with all D everything with like um any of the um modules and any of the books that you can get yeah. the prices have definitely gone up um um, I always love more people getting into the hobby because it's so much fun. And the more people means the more games, that means the more time you play. But it has gotten a bit more pricey in the coming years because they know people will buy it. But for the collection, I think it's worth it. If there's a set of dice that you really like and it really like fits the vibe of your character, then yeah. So how much is like the standard... Like, like your average set of dice. Like they're oh, not, not expensive, dice. not completely cheap, but... Yeah, I guess the resin dice, but I ha- like just just the standard one. Like maybe you'd see it at Walmart or something. How much are they usually? Anywhere from like five to ten bucks. So five to ten bucks for the whole set? Or yes, just, for oh. all seven. Oh, okay, I see. I see. What are the what are the seven types again? I know D twenty, D ten, right. D six, right? So it starts at so it starts at a D four. So mm-hmm. it kind of looks like a small pyramid. I was gonna say that's the pyramid one, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause I so D four. Yeah. D six is the basic one that you'll see almost everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of dice where. Uh, uh, I'll say, like, just in a conversation with someone who doesn't play d and I'll say, like, oh, hand me that D6. And they're like, what's that? Well, like, the regular one. Yeah, the, the typical <laughs> dice. Like, they're like, okay, let me try again. Hand me the die. Yes. It's like, oh. <laughs> um, so that's the typical one. Then you have the D8, D10, the D20. Oh, there's D8, D10, D12, D20. And then there's one called the percentile dice. D8 is kind of like the rhombus-looking one, right? You got it. Or wait, wait, hold on. There's there's like two. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say diamond shape eat for now, even though I know it's the wrong. But like there's two like kind of diamondish shaped ones, right? Uh, there are two that are, they sort of look like tops, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's what those I'm are. So those are the D10 and the percentile dice. I see. The percentile okay. dice, or you'll pick up the both of those two if the dungeon master says like, there's a percentage of this happening. Let's roll it. Uh, Typically, one will have like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, all the way up to 90 on mm-hmm. it. And then the other one will have uh, one through zero, which the zero denotes the 10. I see. So you just roll that, and then if it's like a 40 and then a 3, you got a 43. Okay, and D4 is like the only dice that doesn't roll really, huh? Cause nah. You kind of just drop it. Pretty much. Like, yeah, since it's like pyramid-shaped. Yeah, one of my players uh, in my home game, he basically, whenever I said uh, roll a D4, he basically just like threw it on the table and just, and just landed. <laughs> so like you, you have to kind of... Like, shake it a little and just throw it. You can't just drop it like yeah, other dice. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> so, like, what's the most you spent on either a single die or a, se- a set of dice? I honestly think that that North of 50 one was my highest at the moment. Um, I've seen some really cool uh, steampunk. Do you know the vibe of, a, like, what steampunk is? Yeah. Sort of like... Um, Mechanical like kinda, mixed with magic, all yeah, that like kind of stuff. Mechanical, magic, little Mad Max energy in there, yeah, too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I saw a set of those that was running for north of 100, and I'm just like, oh. 100 I'm for the whole so set? Tem- yeah. Were like, they, they, they were metal, and they were, like, hand-etched. Oh. And all that kind of stuff. I see. So, they were worth 100. I'm just not sure if I was going to pay all that much for that. You're just like, I don't have the funds for that. Yeah. I wonder how much... Like some metal dice forged by a professional blacksmith or something would go for. Oh, that's interesting. Probably be like a couple thousand or something, huh? Yeah. To be honest, I'm, I could see that. Mm. There are a few people who, uh, I, I listen to a few of the podcasts, and there are some people who they talk about dice a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's someone with a 
meteor dice. Me- like like a dice or a die forged from a meteor. That's that's hard. That is sick. That is nice. Yeah. Like, and what's nice is that that's one of their lucky dice. Really? Yeah. I would I I'm not I don't have anything to say about that. Well, <laughs> I, I like the meteor gave it luck, but I'm like, no, that's not a thing. Ah, uh, if only. Yep. Well, let's see. What's some of the, what's one of the most interesting dies you've seen? Like, was that a convention or a shop? Oh, I can actually say this. Um, my uh, just recently, um, every Friday here we have a thing called the Tag Club. Yes. Um, it's tabletop and gaming, I believe. Um, all sorts of. Uh, different games there is a small section that is for like we have a specific room for the uh D campaigns that we run there i see uh, i'm one of the dungeon masters there and one of my players actually was got there a bit early and they showed me a for lack of a better term it's an rgb dice rg light like the lights like like so gamer each lights si- each side is a different color no so it was a little piece of so it was a piece of plastic and it could basically fit in like the center of your palm mm-hmm. and it had tiny little holes in it, so whenever you rolled it, uh, there would be a sensor on the inside, and like as it was rolling and as it was moving, it would hit the sides and hit buttons on it, mm-hmm. so the lights would just keep going and like flashing. So each like time it hit the table, it would flash a different color, and then when it finally landed, there was a um, it like shone all the colors of the rainbow and then stopped. So it was like a light up die. Yeah, that's cool. It is. It was so sick. The whole set was like that. Yeah. I think they only had the D twenty, and that's that's sort of typical for a lot of uh, dice. A lot of the big, like the meteor die or mm-hmm. the RGB die or the uh, a lot of the really cool metal ones or mm-hmm. the really cool designed ones. Typically, sometimes you can only get a D twenty, um, but also that knocks the price down from like a hundred for the entire set to like twenty for the D twenty. I see. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you told me about how you measured the value of dies. How is it like, what's the official way of measuring the value for most of them? Like kind of like if you got it appraised at a pawn shop or anything like that, what would make it the worth the most and worth the least? I'd say typically that only really applies for anything north of 100. Mm-hmm. Um, these, uh, I talked a little bit th- about this before, but about how like personal dice sets can be. It's this is nothing like Pokemon cards. It's yeah. not like uh, this specific dice has a specific value uh, on the market. Um, like I used to collect Pokemon cards, and that was big in that community. Like this yeah. Kangaskhan Mega would run for like probably like two hundred, three hundred bucks sometimes, mm-hmm. and they could haggle the price up and down and all that kind of stuff. Um, you can definitely trade dice. You can definitely do that sort of thing, but it's more of a, it's not really much of a like, oh, look at this really expensive card that I got. It's more of a like, hey, look how cool these are. Yeah. It's really personal, and that's what's really fun about it for me, at the very least. So the value isn't, none of the value is really official. It's more of just the the user, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So like, if you went to a pawn shop, nothing, there wouldn't be really a difference in any of them at all? Not really. I don't believe I've seen any dice at a pawn shop, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. Unless they're like the really cool ones, like the RGB or the Meteorite die, mm-hmm. then typically you buy them and you keep them. So right now, d and is on 5th edition. Mm-hmm. So that's just like the 5th edition of like rule sets and all that kind of stuff. Oh, there's different editions. Um, oh, yeah. Um, 3.5 is one of the big ones, but 5e is the one typically everyone thinks of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but back when, f- I believe it was either 1st or 2nd edition was out, 
there was a um, there was a show about it, like a cartoon about it. Uh-huh. And it was really funny because they were supposed to be like, oh, this party is level one because you can start from level one to 20. And like first episode ever, they faced off against like the dragon god. And everyone who was watching is like, that's uh, that's way too much for a, for a level one party. But it's really funny just to watch all that kind of stuff and go back to it. And the dragon god's like the big bag, bad among all of D&D? Oh, uh, depending on the campaign, they can be. Um Typically, d- different campaigns uh, have different, like, big bads. Okay. Um, there are some, like, homebrew campaigns, which are campaigns, like, one of the campaigns that I'm running, mm-hmm. or, like, the campaign I'm running, is a homebrew. So the world and deities and characters and everything else is, uh, I made them. I see. And then there are other ones, which are, like, the modules that I'm talking about. Uh. Like, there's a really popular one called Curse of Strahd, which is, like, Strahd is like the big vampire that is keeping hold of the area and the party is trying to figure out what's been happening around towns and try to just solve problems. And that's one of the big ones, Curse of Strahd, but uh, each campaign really has its own called BBEG, Big Bad Evil Guy. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of either use it like a loose template, or you could just make your own from scratch. Oh yeah, I see. I see. I've never, see, I've never been there for that process, so I really have no idea what's going on there. All I know is that there's manuals. Yeah. And then you use that to create your character sheet, and you have to roll dice a lot mm-hmm. to determine your stats, if I'm not mistaken. And I know that the now I never understood fully what the dungeon master is. I know they have that little thing, like a little. What's it? What's the name for that? Oh, the DM screen. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. So, like, what's behind? Because I see, I've seen behind it. There's like numbers and stuff. What is that for? Like, what does the dungeon master do behind that part? So behind the dungeon master screen, there can be all variety of things. I typically keep my laptop with all my notes, and I have my uh, dice tray, which is where I keep all my dice that I'm using for the day. So the dungeon master has to roll as well. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. So okay. think of the game like this. Uh, you'll have a party of typically anywhere from like four to seven people. Um, those are the individuals that the dungeon master asks, like, hey, you want to play this game with me? I see. And uh, they'll sit around the table. Each of those, let's just say five people for now, each of those five people has their own character that they play. So, like, someone could be a barbarian, someone could be a wizard, someone could be a fighter, and that is their character for the campaign, unless they die or leave or something else happens. Uh, The dungeon master is literally everyone and everything else in the world. So they'll play the little kid that they see on the street. They'll play Uh the monster that the party is trying to slay. They'll play the um, royal that is trying to take over the town. They'll play all of the other kinds of people in the world. I see. So the dungeon master doesn't want you to win, or they do? Well, some DMs don't want you to win. I'm personally of the... I'm here to have fun. Uh-huh. Um, I'm here to do fun things with my friends and let's see how this works. I see. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of dungeon masters who will say, I'm going to destroy my party with this really tough monster. Mm-hmm. And I I love storytelling. I love being able to tell a story and letting the dice tell the story. So I really make it a point to make the game interesting. Make it just hard enough that the party has to think. Mm-hmm. But don't overdo it. I got it. Yeah. So I, I want the party to succeed. I want the party to do cool things and do well. Um, it's just some areas are going to be a bit, bit more difficult to succeed than others. Yeah. Well, to get a little obscure here, mm-hmm. if that's the right word, 
Uh, everyone knows that Stranger Things has a big tie-in to D&D. Ooh, yes. yes. Have you noticed, like, did they ever make any special edition Stranger Things die, dice or anything like that Ooh. that you know of? Or did you see, like, a rise in the price of dice after Stranger Things came out, perhaps? Uh, definitely rise in the price of dice. Like, right when Stranger Things came out? Yeah. Oh, really? Now, yeah. that was just a hunch right there. No, yeah. <laughs> Stranger Things, which I'm I'm really happy for, like I said before, it introduced a whole bunch of more people into the game, and because more people are in, more people are buying, so they can up the prices and mm-hmm. all that sort of, you know, monetary value stuff. But um, as for merch, uh, I've actually seen a good few people, like a surprising amount of people around campus that are wearing the... Um, Oh, what's it called? The Hellfire Club shirt? Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool to see a few of those around because it's like, hey, I watch Stranger Things or hey, I play D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So definitely a lot of merch around, but you got that right on the nose with yeah. the upping of pricing. Yeah, I felt like it would make sense. Like me personally, I wish I understood D&D as much as other people I know do because like, it looks like it's so much fun if you understand fully what's going on. Because yeah. I don't. That's the only reason <laughs> that, like, I'm not completely bored or anything, but I'm just like, what's going on here? You know, like, it just, it just <laughs> it doesn't, I don't get as amped as everyone else does. I'm like, man, I want to be there too. <laughs> I got that. Yeah. It's a, um, it's a bit of a walk to get there. But yeah. after the first, like, two or three sessions in a campaign, if you're a new guy or new person playing the game, you'll start to get into it. It nah. takes a little bit of time, but once you got the hang of it, it just flows like nothing. Gotcha. So, tell me about your favorite dice that you own. Ooh, outside of the uh, outside of the cool dragon ones that I was talking about beforehand, um, I have a. It's a really cool metal one because it looks like so. It's a D twenty, mm-hmm. and it has a frame of metal, and. Oh, this is really tough to describe. The frame outside of it is metal. Like, these little bars connect each of the sides so it makes the faces. Mm-hmm. And then there are little metallic numbers on the inside. I see. Uh, of mm-hmm. the frames themselves. And then inside of that, because it's hollow, and you can see the inside of it. So it's like kind of glass? No, it's, plastic? it's entirely made of metal. So it's like a, like a see-through metal or transparent um, metal. More of just like a frame. I see. Think of like iron bars mm-hmm. that are just like connected in triangles. Oh wait, like I think I got you. So it's like it's a frame, mm-hmm. right? And then the metal there's metal numbers. Yeah. And those are connected to with bars. Yes. Oh, okay. And I then got on the inside of that, if you look closely, there is a curled up dragon on the That's inside. That's amazing. I have to see that in person. Oh, yeah. I'll show you. I'll yeah. definitely show you once yeah. I get a yeah. chance. Yeah, you're it, gonna have to send me a picture later. Yeah, and it's yeah. purple, which is the best color. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing is. It rolls so terribly whenever I use it. Okay, so this is, this is a display dice. It's a display dice. Okay. That's a, wow, that's a really good pl- way of saying it. Yeah. We say uh, it's in dice jail just forever. See. It's just like it's off to the side, and it looks pretty, but we're not touching it. I just recently got a, um, a set of uh, semi-clear resin dice that on the inside they have like little turtles inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my friends has a really cool set. Uh, they they have little koi fish in, on the inside, like little plastic koi fish. Oh, that's hard. It is I, so cool. So it's supposed to be like water. Kind oh of. yeah, that is really cool. It's sick. I I want to see that one. Do, do you have a picture of that? Uh, I'm sure I can find one. Okay, I'm I'm gonna need to see that one and the metal frame one you were just yeah, talking about. For sure, man. Yeah. Um, I know one of my friends uh, that I met here. He has a really cool. Um, they've got to be glass. They've got to be some kind of glass, but it's like a cloudy glass. Mm-hmm. 
um, and it's like opalescent. So, so it's like, like it's, I was gonna say translucent. Yeah. Bro. So it's it's white, but if you if it hits the light just right, it has like a pearly shine to it. Oh yeah, kind of like a moon rock. Yeah, it looks yeah. so cool. There there are so many sets that I'm just like I would love to have, but they're so expensive. Imagine a dice made of moon rock. Oh, that would be sick. That'd have to be super expensive, also anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, outside of that, um, this was my first uh, set of me- set of metal dice. Mm-hmm. Um, just pure purple, pure purple and silver. Um, the the rim on the outside was silver, and the numbers were silver. Uh, and then everything else on the dice, or each uh, one of the die, were purple. Uh, and it's like this really, really deep and rich purple, and they looked really sick. Gotcha. Um, yeah, there are there are. I could go on about all the cool dice I've seen in the past. Uh, there's one set that I just recently sent to a lot of my friends to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like it was resin, but it looked like it had boba in it. Ooh. Like it was a little part of it was uh, transparent, and that had like the boba in it, and then like the other half of it was like this like coffee brown so the entire set looked like they could fit in a boba cup like i'm uh, i'm about to start collecting dice myself they are so cool yeah these ones sound really (laughs) cool to me like these these piqued my interest a lot i'm like you play D &D?" i'm like nah nah Nah, they just look nice i just got the (laughs) dice yeah yeah and collecting dice isn't even for just dungeons and dragons it's for like there is a really popular popular module called um call of cthulhu i'm part of of that one play yeah um, and then you have the, the Dungeon Master board thing for that mm-hmm. also, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so dice are everywhere in all tabletop RPGs. Um, like in some tabletop, R- in some TTRPGs, uh, instead of using a d20, you'll use 2d6 uh, to denote like how well you do something. Um, in some, it's just the percentile dice. Like that's uh, Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Typically, because of Stranger Things and because a lot of the new podcasts, uh, Dungeons and Dragons 5e has sort of been a bit oversaturated in the tabletop RPG space. But, yeah. you know, it happens when it comes from something popular. Okay. Looks like that's all the time we have. So this has been the Collector's Cave with Lawrence. Thank you very much for tuning in. Christian, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it a lot. Hey, man, anytime I can talk nerd, I am happy. <laughs> All right, Christian, thank you for joining us. This has been The Collector's Cave. We will see you all next time.